But in the in the interim, it always feels a little weird. Yeah. Okie dokie. Right. Hello, we're back. Hi, Car. Hi, Ken. Hi, Hi friends. friends. Big day here. I have to make an announcement. Wow. Uh, right, right out, out the, the right out the gate. Yep. Um, Ken has made some investments in the last week. Oh yeah. I had made a decision that after we recorded last week, I was going to get her a gift, and then she texted me and told me she got it for herself. She now has. A pop filter. No more popping peas. It's popping peas. Really, uh, you know, you just went from hobbyist to professional yeah. podcaster. I did. Yeah. And it's it's a weird pea popper. It's hugging the thing. microphone. It yeah, like has it's like a kind of like a microphone condom yeah it looks like a retainer or a condom i almost yeah. got one of those like just um big foam yeah big foam thing yeah because i thought that you would think that's funny i thought oh god i would think it's so funny then i was reading about it that they sometimes filter a lot of the sound oh. in a weird way we gotta get all your sound coming in babe. all the sound needs to be here yeah every and i guess to be fair we're not really sure how well this thing is gonna work so maybe Maybe it does filter the sound in a weird way, and I yeah. I looked for one like yours, just a metal grate one, but I couldn't yeah. find any that were normal looking or like weird. under twenty dollars. Oh yeah, that's. A well, thing. I was like, I'm not spending seventy dollars on a pop filter. <laughs> that's not no. happening. Well, we can't get you a seventy dollar pop filter because we don't have any of those sponsorships coming in yet. No, we don't have no. nearly enough. Hello, fresh. Sugar bear hair. Sugar are you bear listening? hair. Oh, have you been to Ulta yet? Did you give me my sugar oh, bear? Oh crap, no. You didn't go? I'm surprised. I feel like you go like once a week. It's like your hobby. It's like a fun little activity you do. It's like going to the bins. When you yeah. texted me the other day, you're like, well, I need to go to the bins, but I also need to do all these other things, but naturally I'm going to go to the bins first. Yeah. Yeah. That checks out. That was great. That checks Felt out. good. Did it you get been anything? been like six weeks. Did you get anything? Um, I did. I got uh, one thing that I like, which I'm currently wearing, um, is really really crappy t-shirts like oh. super old worn sometimes new stained one? no i've had this one i'm i mm, have had this since november okay um but you did purchase a new one i well yes i found a couple of uh ratty tank tops ah which is tight what color white all of them yep they're like i'd like you to find me some tees like that but i don't great. need white no no black Mm, okay. Red. Oh, okay. I think I want to start wearing red. Hmm. Yellow. Well, marigold. Yeah. Yeah. Which is my power color. Yes. I'm ready to start wearing that coat again, but it's just too hot right yeah. now. Yeah. Ken has this coat that is the color of her, her, her power color. Yeah. Her, the color Golden of her rub. energy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, technically, Amber's the color of my energy, yeah. but Whoa. that's because my birthday is on 311. Yeah. Also a note for the listeners, my birthday's on 3-11. Um, don't forget it. I will be expecting gifts. Yeah. The first time Kendra told me her birthday, she said, 3-11, Amber is the color of my energy. It's also like my <laughs> clock in number at work. And so people, whenever I get kind of offended, whenever people forget what it is, like if they need to get into my screen and go yeah. put in something, they're like, uh, what's your number again? I'm like, first of all, it's my birthday, 3-11. Second of all, it's so easy to remember because Amber's the color of my energy. <laughs> Which, it threw me off, actually, the first time you said it, because the 311 song I always go to is Down. Which is not the right song to Demon go to. Song, song. No. Amber is the only 311 song that should be in anyone's mind. Wow. Ooh. In my opinion. That's, a, okay. I mean, technically, no like 311. Down? No, well, I don't like any 311. No, well. Actually, you know what I mean? Correct, yes. Right. So, I think that, it's not that I don't like Down, I just mm. don't like 311. And yeah, that's that, the real issue yeah. here. And yeah. I think that if you're going to listen to 311, you should listen to Amber. Well, the, that song, Down, uh, was a smash hit the year mm -hmm. I was in seventh grade. Mm -hmm. And I went roller skating a lot that year. And it was a, a very popular song at the roller rink. Weird so. song for a roller rink. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Also, this week was a weird work week for me. And there was this guy oh. sitting at the bar. We were playing this playlist called 90s Coffee Shop, which is great. <laughs> Um, and Paula Cole, Where Have All the Cowboys Gone, mm. came on, which mm -hmm. is a great song. Excellent song. 
And he's like trying to riff at the bar because everybody had kind of been talking about each song that came on, like all the whole bar top. And they were like being like, oh, I remember when this song came out. And oh, my gosh, I've always loved this song or I hated this song or whatever. Right. But this kid, Paula Cole is on and he's like, man, I remember the first time I heard this. I was out at the gym lifting weights with my boys. And like every guy in the gym was just like, turn this fucking shit off. Oh. And I looked at him and I was like, what does that even mean? And he said, well, you know, it's just not the kind of song you want to work out to. And I looked, I gave a pause and I looked at him and I said, it's not the kind of song you want to work out to. Yeah. I was like, I would totally work out to this song. And then our friend Bianca goes, I would absolutely work out to this song. <clears throat> and then he really started to realize what he said was kind of douchey. Yeah. And he really tried to backpedal, but then... Nope, too late. He got ostracized from the rest of the music communication and he had to sit there on his phone. Nobody <sighs> hung with him. And that's what you get for disrespecting Paula Cole. Yeah. No disrespect. To nope. my main girl, Paula. Uh, also, like, the whole setup for that comment was, like, douchey. Like, oh, working yeah. out at the gym with my boys. With my boys. Also, about that song. Yeah. Is she being, like, kind of a feminist about it? Or is she actually looking for, like, that kind of guy? I always felt that it was, it was written from a feminist perspective. But then it's complicated because, like, actually there's parts of it where I, I think she really is, like, asking those questions, looking for that guy. Like, here, let me pull up the lyrics. I also think she might be doing sort of like a mountain goatsy thing where she's, like, creating the persona of this woman and the song is written from this woman's perspective. Mm, I see. Um, yeah, it's like it's she's telling a fictional story from a first person perspective. Um. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. You're right. I think you're right because she says, you know, where's my Marlboro man? Where is his shiny gun? Mm -hmm. Where's my lonely ranger? Where have all the cowboys gone? Where have all the cowboys gone? Yeah. Where have all the cowboys gone? Gone. Yippee yo, yippee yeah, yippee yo, yippee yeah, etc. But I think that. I think you're right. I think that she's writing it from a perspective of someone else. Right. She's making a statement about contemporary or not about um, she's she's making a statement probably as a feminist using a fictional first person. Right. Narrative to uh, to like make a point. I'm just going to look up is Paula Cole a feminist. <laughs> I'm looking up what is where have all the cowboys gone about okay there we go Cole is a staunch feminist and wrote this song with a sideways glance at gender stereotypes yep boom the nuance of the song was lost on many which makes sense right yep the nuance of the song was that she was like basically being um, writing a stereotypical song asking for stereotypical things for gender norms Mm-hmm. And what she meant was the opposite. Satire. Yep. There we go. Anyway. Boom. I don't know uh, where, how we got there, but we got there. Mystery solved. That was a, that was a uh, real tangent. Yep. We have this section when we write out our pod schedule, we have this section that we just write riffing. Riffing. And you want to know what that was? We're that just was a riffing. Riff. <laughs> just riffing. Um, the other thing we need to check in on is our homework. Uh-huh. Did you do your homework? We'll start with you. Oh, boy. Uh, I forgot. You didn't talk to me about it, so I figured so you, you fi might yeah. have forgotten. <laughs> when I brought it up today to put it on the notes, you you seemed concerned. I just, yeah, I just, like, didn't make any comments about it. Yeah. Um. You know what? I forgot, and I remembered yesterday as I was getting ready for bed, and I felt guilty. Yeah. Um. That's but fair. what I did do last night was I did that exercise... In bed, um, and it helped me fall asleep. That's cool. Yeah, that seems so. You did do your homework to an extent, right? You didn't do it for the week, no, but you did try it out. And I'm gonna put it on my calendar now to just like alert me every day to remind me. Yep. So I will report back next week. But okay. Thus far, it there I could feel my. <laughs> I was observing the sounds and working on not identifying, not like making an attachment to them mm -hmm. of any kind. And then 
I could feel myself getting really sleepy. And then I got excited. Yeah. That it was making me sleepy. And then yeah. I was like, no, no, don't get, don't get excited. Which you're like, you're not supposed to be feeling feelings about right, this. Yeah. Exactly. But, um, but I was able to like, let those go and go back to just. Cool. Yeah. So, so far it has intrigued me to want to do it more. Great. Yeah. I love that. What about you? Um, I was pretty good. I was very conscious about it all okay. week. Also, Oh, just to preface yeah. if you guys didn't listen to last week's episode we both decided we were going to do two things um that would maybe try and help us i don't know desensitize in a way so yeah, help us re- like relax be de- detach is maybe yeah. a, a better word so carly's homework was to do this practice where for 30 seconds every day she listens to sounds without um, attributing any emotion or yeah, feeling or, to the sound or idea or idea just You're truly just hearing, hearing a sound, sound the mm-hmm. sound and a- acknowledging that it is a sound like right. that's the only thing you're allowed to think about right it's a it's a basically a meditation style correct my homework was that i wanted to start bookending my day with and you know this is a, the first phase of a probably longer phase bookending my day with no social media in the morning or at night. Yeah. So mostly what I mean is like in bed. Yes. Um, no subconscious scrolling Instagram for an hour. Right. Which is an easy thing for me to do, especially after work on like a closed shift when yeah. I get home at like three in the morning. I'm still kind of wound up. Your brain up. is still going, yeah. Um, so the first day, I did a pretty good job. Uh-huh. How much time did you give yourself? Um, I didn't pick a, a, a number, which I feel like I should have, and I'll do okay. that this week. Okay. I didn't pick a number. I just, I think my first step is just not in bed. Right. Like, Once when I'm focusing bed, on bed, either as a wake-up process or a go-to-sleep process, I'm doing no social media. But then we ran into some roadblocks where I was like, is Reddit social media? Yeah. I it Googled is. it. <laughs> it is, because it has all of the same components, which really is hard. Yeah. Um, I bought a book light. I have not used it, <laughs> but I did buy it. Yeah. So that will hopefully convince me to use it. So um, what, yeah, what have you been doing when you get in bed? You just lay there? Yeah, it's terrible. Oh boy. And it the first couple days it, it has caused me some anxiety. It like caused me like some anxiety because I really felt like I should yeah. be doing it because it's what my brain has been telling me. Yeah, that's your that's, that's your my habit. routine. Yeah. And you guys know I'm really strict to my routine. Um but I don't feel like I was very good about it in the last couple of days. Mm. I feel like I really started out strong. And mm-hmm. then this morning I caught myself. I was like laying oh. there on my phone. But I didn't even realize it. That's what's crazy. That's what I was going to say. I bet it's just like so rote for you that. Yeah. I downloaded an app that that I thought would be helpful. And I think it is a helpful app, but it's not the right app. Uh-huh. But I, um, it like just tells me how long I've been on my phone for each day. And you can set goals. Oh. But. I don't think it's necessarily about being on my... Because, like, also the other day I was using my phone as a map and I was using my phone to play music. And so Mm -hmm. that feels, like, a little bit unfair. So I'm going to look for a new app that specifically tells me how long I've spent on each, like, like app per time. There's got to be some kind of, like, wrap it up app where you can set timers for certain things. So if you have, like, Instagram open for more than 30 minutes, the timer goes off. Yeah, so I did find out... That and I'll I'll do it again right now. Like in my settings, you can go in and figure out how much time in the yeah. last seven days. So it's gone down. Oh wow! When I on Wednesday when we talked about doing this, I looked at my app, and in the last seven days, mm-hmm. so two weeks ago now, I had spent fifty one percent of my time on my phone was spent on Instagram. Wow, which is a lot. Yeah, like half the time I'm on my phone, I'm on Instagram. This week. After one week of trying to be more conscious about it, it's down to 27%. Wow. So that feels like a win. Yep. That's amazing. 27%. I've cut it almost in half. Yeah. That's incredible. Incredible. So I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep trying to be... It's felt easier in the mornings than it has at night. Mm, interesting. I'm going to buy Alex a sleep mask because <laughs> I really want to be able to fall asleep to TV yeah and he he doesn't like it but he told me if i bought him a sleep mask that we could That's try that adorable. out so i'm gonna you guys got a sleep mask recommendation send it on over i bought one from amazon it's fine 
You see, it's I need better than fine. That won't work for him. Yeah. I need great. <laughs> I need fantastic. See, I need I, perfect. I, yeah. I was just going for cheap. I'm sure there's yeah. some really, yeah, yeah. really slick stuff out there. Well, I'm proud of you. I'm I'm also proud of you. You no, forgot, but then when you did it, it worked. So that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look at this. Doing it good. Doing it good. Did anybody else out there do that homework? Let us know. Moving right along. Moving right along. Um, I was telling Kendra earlier that something I've been thinking about recently is... Uh, oh, Jerry made a little comment. Um, <laughs> <laughs> is multitasking. I love it. Slash... Um, how many things you're filling your life with. Mm. Because I think that we like live in a time, and maybe this is culture specific, that multitasking is not only like heralded, it's also uh, sort of projected as being like the way that you should be able to do it's things. It's projected as necessary. Right. Right. Like to live in today's busy world, you've got to be a multitasker. Yeah, right. Um, but I've been, I've been noticing that I find myself thinking back on other times in my life where like, certainly I had things going on. Mm. Um, but I have a perception now that I was like better able to manage doing all of the things that I was doing than I feel currently. And that in those times, though I had things going on, it was less things than I have now. And so it's made me wonder, well, Mm. like, so one, it makes me wonder if um, there is something to be said for filling your life with less stuff. And then uh, two, I'm also finding that multitasking is getting harder but that I feel more satisfied with what I've done if I can focus on one thing at a time. Right. I think this is definitely an interesting topic because I I actually think I feel the opposite. Mm. Or maybe not the full opposite, but I find that um, if I can multitask my way to get to the end of something, Mm -hmm. then I can put more focus on one thing. Can you give me an example? So let's say... You and me are hanging out Mm -hmm. later tonight. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I'm going to multitask my way through my day right now Mm -hmm. to get to the actual part of my day that I care about. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's kind of a a, a compound of what you're talking about where Mm. like you're saying that you would prefer to focus on one thing at a time because you're able to give more energy to it, right? Well, I don't prefer it. I'm just noticing that it's more effective. It works better for you. So like being at work at the bar bartending and trying to send professional emails while I'm working right. is a thing that like say two years ago, not a big deal. Right. Like, I gotta just like step away for a second and write this email. But I, now it's a lot harder for me to Interesting. S- like say what I need to say in the email and go back to giving my attention to my job or you know doing like thinking mm. about what I'm going to say in the email while trying to do my job. It's just like... What do you think that comes from? Well, I don't know. I think that... um, Like what changed? I think that I had ramped up to a level of, like, having so many different things going on that um, I was, like, I was really high-functioning most of the time. Mm -hmm. And when I stopped running the bar... I started opening up more time to, like, I had a little more time, right? And there became, like, a sort of a, my my sense of, uh, my sense of time and space could relax a little bit. Yeah. Because I wasn't working, like, 50 to 70 hours a week. Yeah. And, and I think that after living in that space for, like, maybe a year... It's like my brain got really, really tired. Yeah. And my brain and my body are like... We're done. We're done. We're not doing that shit anymore. Yeah. And I think that like last year, navigating a lot of like the health stuff that I was dealing with um, was partially my body's way of being like, I am not... I'm I'm so tired. 
Um, but I also think that in that process, like I had to surrender a lot mm. of my desire to multitask or have a lot of things going on or fill my time because I just like couldn't. Right. So as I'm like coming out of that, I'm sort of rebuilding my ability to be like higher functioning. And I'm noticing that it feels like it might not serve me as well as I thought it did in the past. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like, do you, do you feel like you hit a threshold where you have too many things going on? Oh, well, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, but typically, well, I think this is complicated because I think like what you're, what you're saying about the social socialization, man, that word is hard for me to say. I don't know why, but it always I always get caught up on it. Um, the way that we've been kind of told how we have to do things mm-hmm. and be multitasking to get through living in this crazy, fast-paced life and city, and yeah, um, has definitely changed the way that I do things mm-hmm. and navigate. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of a, a time when I got over. I mean, I get overwhelmed. Sometimes, yeah, but like more like periodically, not like yeah, it's a different thing like, for oh, me. Oh, this week is crazy, or this day is crazy. Yeah, it's not like I have backed myself into a spot where I have so many commitments that I can't that I can't complete any all. of them. Yeah, yeah, I can't. And think I of- wonder if maybe that's just a difference in the way that I think that maybe it's not. It's less about you being not being able to multitask than mm-hmm. it is about the way that you've stacked your events differently. Mm. Like, I wonder if you're multitasking the same, you're just stacking less things. You know? Like, maybe maybe you are still multitasking in a way that works, but the way you're stacking your commitments has changed. Mm-hmm. So it's giving you the perception that multitasking isn't what you're doing. Huh. Maybe that's, like, way too meta. I don't know. I don't know. What, uh... Do you feel like... Do you feel like you have changed the way that you do things to like put more focus on single activities and it's it's been helpful for you? I feel like last year I had to do that because I just like I couldn't do anything. Yeah, it was uh, else. Otherwise, it was not an option to be like really multitasking. I think um, in the process, my I sort of like retrained your brain. Exactly. So now that I'm transitioning um, back into like a place where I want to be <clears throat> doing more, I have to train my brain back into it. Right. And and it's not working. And it's not working. <laughs> so it makes me wonder if, well, it's not working and it feels frustrating because I'm impatient about it. But also right. in the process of sort of like witnessing this happening, mm-hmm. I'm remembering so I'm remembering that there are these periods in my life where I have the perception that I was pretty, like, high-functioning with the multitasking, mm-hmm. but... Do you think, actually, maybe you weren't high-functioning at yeah. all? <laughs> like, is that just a... It maybe was the same, but it's just that you think that it's an memories, age thing? Oh, God. Sorry. Go, I mean, I had to ask. Don't though. go there, girlfriend. But, do, but I wonder. You know what? I don't know. I think part of it... I feel like I have changed with age and like I feel like the things I used to be able to do in between even 21 and 25 is so different than my capability of... uh, Especially for me socially. Oh, for sure. I think for me, when it comes to... Ah, here we go. Here's the difference, I think, in between the way that you and I are viewing this. I think for me, the way I have organized my social engagement engagements has really changed Mm -hmm. because i can't handle doing like waking up getting coffee with a friend going home going out to lunch with somebody going to work Mm -hmm. going out to the bars after work going to somebody's house after that and like playing games or doing whatever and then like sleeping for two hours waking up and doing doing it it all again right right that has changed I am not able to socially engage the same way. But yeah. I don't think that for me, my task management has changed mm. in the way that I, when I like need to get something done, I will still stack. Uh-huh. But it then has changed that my mind is now more concerned with needing to get the um, tasks on my list done mm. than, and my social life will, will take a sacrifice. Whereas previously I would have just powered through and done it all. 
Right. Okay. Yeah. That I th- think that for resonates. Me, it's the social multitasking that has changed. Mm. How come? I just I get tired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just like t- I tuck her out. True that. Yeah. Well, I went to I went to have coffee before we did this, and uh-huh. then we hung out for like an hour before we did the pod, and I'm like, I need a nap. She beat baby. I'm beat. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I feel that. And I think that that is coming coming from you who's like a f- mostly extroverted person. Yeah. That really says something. Totally. Yeah. Well, but I also do attribute that I think to age. Mm. Like I think that as I get older, your your my ability to hang has changed. Mm. And I'm like down to hang too. Yeah, you are. Always. DTH. But frequently it bites me in the butt. Mm. I'm not very good at saying no. Yeah. I'm actually pretty bad at saying no. <laughs> That's a different subject. We've we've gone <laughs> off. Yeah. Well, um, okay, what what do you think about this? I don't know, you haven't told me yet. <laughs> okay, maybe it feels so wi- mm, maybe the multitasking feels harder and the overwhelm feels stronger. Mm. Because the things currently that are in my life are fairly all of pretty high importance. Mm. Whereas at other previous points in my life. Yeah, the multitasking was like, how many beers can I drink tonight and (laughs) not throw up? Or like the multitasking was how much can I fit into a day? And all of that stuff is like leisure. Right, right. I think that's the difference is that before... You're able to do so much more because it's all leisure. Right. It's not emotionally taxing right. or like of high importance. Yeah. Yep. Now you're doing, you're trying to multitask with all of these things that are not leisure. Right. And that feels hard. Right. And they all hold weight. Yeah. That's true. All right. Fair enough. Also, I think that, well, one thing that I've been noticing as I'm like trying to uh, escalate my multitasking Mm -hmm. is that there's a like previously for me like once once i get going i can just kind of go yeah yeah yeah, once once you catch that flow right i can't get the flow Mm. i i can like organize a list yeah and figure out like the urgency and importance of every item and what like what might sort of intuitively lead to the next one and i can do all this like logistical strategy work sure on the list but or once you start I can the do list. the things as they come to me but either way i do one thing it does not propel me into the next task interesting i'm just as stuck as i was before which is where i think the retraining comes in right like that's because there was a point in your life where all you all i did was you that. knew that all you could do was that so that's all you did wait are we talking about historically or last year last year oh there was yeah, a point I, in your right. life where it was like i did this one thing and i know that that's all i can do yeah yeah and now that you're phasing out of that that you know dark time or hard time <laughs> or i don't know what you're calling this one i don't know what name you've given it but it now that you are phasing out of that and into an, a a more like natural brain state for you sure it's feeling hard to like reconnect yeah yeah like like your brain's still just in show mode your brain's like yeah this is all we're doing today well and also i think that there's um like you get you start to train your brain to feel rewarded for achieving things Mm -hmm. or finishing something sure and then that reward encourages you you to do the next thing you're not getting that right because i have to i have to remind myself that like I have to talk myself through, like, doing a good job or completing a task is doing a good job. And that feels really good. And see how easy that was? Now you can do the next thing. It's like, it's just like, I'm almost learning something. I'm almost learning, like, a new skill, you know? Yeah, like, for the first time. Yeah, it really is just retraining my brain, I think. But there's part of me that wonders if having so much stuff going on is... Helping or hurting it. Yeah. Hurting that process. Yeah. Or just like generally like my life in general. Like, do you... Mm. Um, oh, interesting. Yeah. Like, I don't have a lot of free time. Typically, the free time I have is because I am electing not to do something. Right. 
do you like find, you're opting out right right do you find that you have natural pockets of free time in your life I don't I like <laughs> I think we should leave say. that long pause there because I really <laughs> had to think <laughs> And I like I was just looking down at my lap, yeah. like trying to you muster, did. like really focus. Such a focused stare on that question. <laughs> um, I think that yes, sometimes I have natural pockets of free time. Mm-hmm. Something that is interesting about that is the way I think this is why I had to think about it is the way that I have chosen to occupy that free time has right. really changed. Okay. Mm-hmm. The way that I choose to occupy my free time, like even if it's a weird, you know, 30 minute, like, or it could be 30 minutes or five hours. What I used to do mm-hmm. would be like text or call somebody and make a plan. Right. Now I try to not do anything. Yes. Which is really a, di- a, a big change for me. Yeah. You've been like now I'm like, hey, I have five hours with alex on a saturday we can go and hang out with our friends or we can stay at home and watch tv and i will choose that one almost every time now which is so different than yeah where i've been at in the past however i also think being a service worker like being a bartender or anything in Uh um, hospitality has after doing it now for so long it has changed my social habits right because also like i spend all week being social with strangers yeah Yeah. and sometimes those four hours on a saturday when i could be hanging out with my friends who don't work in bars yeah or who do whatever it doesn't matter my hanging out with my friends sometimes i just can't do it i like can't get there yeah it just doesn't you're like instead of feeling fulfilled by the hang which normally i am Mm mm-hmm I feel makes me feel even more drained. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is a very That's a, thi- a big real thing that has thing. changed yeah. in the last like three, three to four years, years of mm-hmm. my life. Mm-hmm. And you need that downtime to recharge, which is so strange for me. I know, but it's a really isn't it like it's an interesting moment in your life when you realize that you your energy is not infinite. No, it's it's. Especially, like, for someone like you who gets so much out of social interaction. Yeah, being around people and and sharing stories and, like, being together. Like, togetherness and and social activity is such a strong component in my, my like, mental well-being. But, like, even still. Even still, like, there are times when I have to say, I'm sorry, I can't can't. do that. Yeah, that's crazy. But you know what? In in the time that we've uh, been friends, uh, that's something that you've, like, worked on being able to like be chill and you've done a really good job at it yeah thank and I, you. you've come a long way you're welcome thank I you i admire that i i also hit that point at some point probably around the time you did and yeah it's it's weird i but, yeah it's strange it's a strange thing to be realizing about myself mm-hmm. and also it's hard because i think that the perception of me amongst my friends and you know peers mm-hmm. and community members is that i i can do all of those things yeah and then the reality is that i i can't always uh, and that becomes difficult for other people i think to understand too yeah you know yep yeah i have friends who are like come on dude rally let's do this I'm like, yeah. i actually can't yeah i like really actually can't this week also you know i was talking with my with my friend ashley today about this mm-hmm we, we always expect summer is going to be this time where we're like, woo, summertime. We get to relax. We get to see our friends all the time. We get uh-huh. to go to the lake and hang out and just lay in the <laughs> you sun. You almost said beach. I almost said beach. You formed your lips I, I, into I really a had to force myself. <laughs> and then... Um, Jerry, I'm sorry. It's not that. It's just exhausting. Yeah. And I hate to be one of those Seattleites that's like, I'm ready for fall, but I'm ready for fall. <laughs> like, I'm ready for the slow, slow down. I'm ready for the pace of winter. I want this weather, but the pace of winter. Does that make sense? Yeah, that would be so tight. You know what that is? Vacation. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I just, it's, I'm feeling so exhausted by summer. Well, it's been nonstop. It's been nonstop, dude. Does anybody... So, 
if anybody has a relaxing time in the summer, can you tell me what it is that yeah. you do to make that happen? Yeah. Besides being a teacher, I know several people who are like, I'll tell you what you do. <laughs> but yeah, I just, I can't. I, I, the thing that made me start thinking about that is I was like, fuck, when is my next day off? It's like, oh, well, my day off is on Friday. And we were just talking about social engagements and I'm mm-hmm. going to go to a baseball game, which I'm super excited about and gonna get to hang out with some friends Mm -hmm. and like go out and be fun and social in the city totally but then that started to make me feel tired and then i was like (laughs) oh my god and then i think i work this weekend and then i was like oh my god and then i work next week and then i was like oh i don't have a day off for like 10 days like i have a day off but i don't have a free day a day Mm -hmm. yeah girl i feel you i know yeah and i just is this how everyone feels? Yeah, right? That's what... Yeah. <sighs> Does everybody feel this way? You feel this way, right? Yes. All the time. I want, like, also, rainy days where nobody wants to hang out. I work myself into this situation where if I have free time, I fill it. Yeah, totally. So, and I and you do that as well. Yeah. So, when I was saying, like, earlier I was saying I don't, I don't have free time if, unless I'm choosing not to do something, but that's mostly because I've, like, continued to plan out my schedule in a way where I block out all the free time with right. stuff. Right. And so, I think the I think that free time goes in quotation marks because people are like, well, you have free time, you just used it. Right. And I'm like, well, then does that but, make it free time? <laughs> yeah. If I used my free time, it's not free time anymore. Personal time. Yeah. I personal know. time. Sure, yeah. Personal time. But, but I, yeah. But yeah, it's, um, but then, you know, like, you get so little time in, in your life when you're like a working adult to socialize or, you know, sure. do cool stuff. So it makes sense that you would want to use that time. And then also, I don't know, if you're like me, like you can't get to all of your normal life chores on a daily basis. So you got to block some of that time out. And then if you're like me and you're trying to work a career while having a job and that career sort of involves being available all the time. Yeah. Then, you know, who knows? You can't really predict what you're going to have to do when it's just i don't know it just gets it gets out of control so fast kind of like this conversation <laughs> how we started talking about multitasking and now well, we're talking about free time which i guess go hand in hand so, yeah so i was about actually about you were gonna to circle, circle back, back and ask if you feel like multitasking is beneficial to you hmm I feel like what's not beneficial to me is the scum on the bottom of this glass I'm drinking out of. Gross, you drank almost the whole water. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I don't know how to feel about it. Don't look at it. Don't look at it. I'm going to go get a new glass after we wrap this up. I feel like that, I feel like my answer to that is sometimes. Okay. Yeah. And I think that goes back to what I said initially, where sometimes it's better for me to multitask to get through to the the to the reward of whatever, whether it's free time or, uh, you know, social time time or or making it to work on time or whatever that thing is at the end. I feel like multitasking is what gets me to that point. However, Mm. sometimes it is overwhelming. Yeah. But. Is there a way to... Oh, you go. I feel like I'm fairly good at multitasking. Yeah. So I think that 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 is also like not everybody is good at multitasking. And I didn't mean that to sound like douchey like I'm good at it, but not everyone (laughs) else is. But (laughs) everybody processes those things on a a different spectrum. Mm -hmm. I definitely think sometimes I do over task myself. Mm -hmm. Typically, though, I would say I do think multitasking works for me. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's healthy? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I have no clue. All right. Um, again, probably sometimes is my right. answer. I feel like this is a question, like, that I feel like I'm uh, answering a question at a, like, a therapy session where, oh, yeah. where it's, like, a list of things where it's, like... How often do you feel yeah, the following? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I don't know, sometimes. Almost always. Almost always. Never. Rarely. Yeah, rarely. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I feel like sometimes. sometimes, yeah. Um, it's just I, you know, we started this this conversation because I'm just having these observations, yeah. And I don't think that I have an opinion either way. It's just sort of, <clears throat> I I know that for me, like being having like a full schedule mm-hmm. and multitasking to get as much stuff done at a time was just part. Like I didn't question. You didn't even think not, about it because it just had to be done, right? 
And I and I was like, yeah, of course, you want to do as many things as you can in a day. But I it, having this experience, I'm being I'm wondering if that if is right or wrong the, for you. Yeah. I mean, and I think probably the answer is sometimes. Sometimes. But it seems like we perhaps value that kind of productivity. Oh my god. Well, in a yeah. way that is misleading. Like how often that, That's a very that's a very American mindset. Yeah. Like, that, like what we're talking about and like being able to cram as many things in and, and like be and, and the product, especially when it comes to the productivity portion of it. Yes. That is like a super American because, mindset. Like, I always get to the end of the day and I'm like, oh, fuck, that's all I did today. Well, it's because we've put so much value on money and making it. Mm. And like that is like the American way is like do whatever it takes to make your money and, and make it in whatever spectrum that is for you. Uh huh. That is just like the grit and grind, like work, work till you die. That's right. a very American thing. It's so weird. Work hard, play hard. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Barf. Totally barf. Who's that? Nobody. It's nobody. But like, we feel uh, more satisfied when we've done a lot of things. Yeah. In a day, can we feel satisfied with doing half as many things? No, you should talk to a Buddhist. Oh yeah, do we have any Buddhist listeners? That's I, I feel like that's like yes. the th- like that's like the <clears throat> point, right? Dude, for real, okay. Of that great. religion is yeah. like like to see how life can be good with nothing, basically. Mm. Let's explore. I'm not going to be Buddhist, but I think let's explore the topic. That's what I mean. Oh, I yeah, like, I don't. Are no. you asking me to be Buddhist right now? It's not going to happen. <gasps> no. Um, I like things too much. Oh, dude, I love stuff. Yeah, stuff is yeah, tight. So great. Yeah, but yeah, that's um, it's there's a lot of besides Buddhism. I'm sure there's a lot of philosophies around this yeah. idea. Let Let's explore this topic further. Yeah, I would love to. Great. Sign me up. I've always felt um, historically like doing less was not really an option, and I uh, clearly that is not true. Not everybody lives on that principle. I totally get it, but it just sort of coming around to considering that that could be like a more productive component of your life ultimately Mm -hmm. is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it is similar to how you have started shifting your priorities of social and personal time. Yeah. Because it's like, it's not necessarily what I want, but is it what's right? Mm, Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that again, the answer to that is sometimes, sometimes it is right to, for me personally to slow down and like take time and sometimes it is also right for me to like go and be out or be active in whatever way that means and yeah yeah it's just complicated man it is life is complicated <sighs> these are the big questions we have for you if you have any thoughts on this topic or yeah. another topic or anything in general well if you've been listening to this topic and you feel like sharing, yeah, like what your relationship what with you. that is right now, and yeah, if there's something that's working for you, please share. I think this is fascinating, and yeah. we can all figure out how to like be our most balanced selves by talking about this kind of stuff. So, I definitely didn't expect to talk about it for as long as we did, but it was so interesting to me. Yeah, that we just it's kinda, fascinating. This is great. Kind of riffed our way through it. That's what this podcast is about: figuring out stuff about life. Yeah. So it's like actually the is. point. <laughs> yeah, we just did the point. Woo! <laughs> so please yeah, yes. talk to us. Doing a good at gmail.com. Again, that's doing a good at gmail.com. And guess what? Our Instagram is also doing a good. Doing a good. You could hit us up there. Uh, if you know our numbers, you could text us. <laughs> I, I love getting a text. Send yeah, Ken up. got a text right before we started from a friend who said, I'll be woman one. Yeah, which, which is a is reference to our last episode. And we're not going to even tell you what it means. Just go back and listen to it if you haven't. Yep. Um, speaking of communication, what is it that time? So we were going to do a whole nother topic called chasing your dreams, which we don't have time for. No, because it's, it's too big. Who can talk about chasing their dreams for five minutes? Yeah. So tune in next week. We're going to talk about dream chasing. Yeah. Of all, of all kinds. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but what we do have time for is mailbag. Hit it car. That's the weird sound of some sort of paper thing that Carly (laughs) thinks is paper sound. Kendra's favorite time of the pod. You guys, you really came through for me this week. You did. I almost went on strike and then we got two emails. So no strike. Three emails? Three. 
Oh my god. We got three emails. And one of them is a return request for you to share your eyebrows. I know. I was gonna I was just gonna say. So great. We got an email that just says, Hey Canon Carr, couple of things. Number one, please listen to the Rana and Beverly podcast. Okay. Okay. I, I don't haven't done it yet, but no, I'll do it this I'll, week and we'll check back next week. Look it up right now. Number two, eyebrow secrets from Ken. Well, the secret is and I believe you're the same person that asked about it on Instagram. Yes. And then you emailed, so I re- realized I would just respond verbally. It's all pencil, baby. You were like, give me some things that aren't just genetics. And I'm like, well, I won't say genetics because it's not that's not the case for me. Here's what I'll say. You shape them yourself. Shape them myself. Using tweezers. Tweezing. And the pencil you use is the Anastasia brow. Yeah. And brow whiz. Whiz. Brow whiz. It's not, the teeny not the, tiny. Yeah, not the uh, actual sharpening pencil. No. Though that is what I'm using right now, but that's just because that's what they had. They were out of the brow whiz. But the brow whiz is amazing. Yeah. And what do you do? See, so the thing about, you have like a bold brow all the way across. You don't do the feathering in the front like some people. No. What is your stroke technique to apply? Do you outline the brows first? Well, no. I always start with the ends. I get my... Oh, like, you do the ends I first? I always start with my ends. Okay. I go with my down angles on both sides. Okay. And then usually I go from bottom to top. So, like, I'll do a, a lower line that, like, on the bottom of my brow that then meets the end, and then I'll do my my top. Okay. So, you do do the outlines first before Yeah, but the outline usually ends up being the brow. It's not like I do an outline, a thin line, and then fill it in. It's like, I just kind of, I basically work from bottom to top. Okay. And do you do, like, you know, a lot of these brow folks are saying, like, do tiny light strokes. Or you just, like, get in there and fill it in. Oh, I definitely don't, like, fill in, like, a crayon or a marker. Okay, I definitely, like, I drew a stroke going outward. Okay. Are they light? I don't know how light they are. All right. Well, if you need more info, we'll follow up. I've been doing my brows now for so long that it's, like, a three-minute process, Max. Listen, if you want more tips, I'll just film Kendra doing it, and we'll send it to you. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody the other day watched me do them, and they were like, wow, that was insane how fast you did that i'm like well that's what happens when you've been penciling your brows in for five years next thing she said was <laughs> three please don't strike y'all are a gateway to obscure sanity for me love you both Aww. kisses kinds regards kind regards carmen thank you carmen Aww. thank you for the email you're the first email since i threatened the strike yeah, so it's you really, really came to through. you i i owe a lot to you carmen thank you uh our next email is also in bullet point uh form which Love a bullet point email. I love it. Right? You just, there's no fluff. You're getting right to it. Yep. This email is from Deeg. It is, the subject line is Vashon slang. One, fairly sure Grody is Vash slang, which Vash is slang for Vashon, which is where we're from. Uh, two, Grodocles is not. That's just Carly slang. Also, you said it different. You were saying Grodocles last time. No, I said Grodocles. Maybe I just want it to be Grodocles. Probably. We could go, we could play, refer to the tape, playback. Yeah. It's always been Grotocles. So if I said Grotocles, mm. that was a mistake. Maybe I was looking at the spelling of it oh, and thought it, it was Grotocles. In the spelling, it is Grotocles. That's how it kind of looks, but it but it's pronounced Grotocles. Oh, it's pronounced Grotocles. Yeah. Okay. Uh, number three. Oh, P.S. Since then, I don't think I've said it once. I know. You don't say it. I, well. You don't. Okay. It, then if you I don't now, I used to. But I would bit. like you to start. Uh, three, we did a whole issue about the word hella in the Riptide, our high school newspaper. <laughs> uh, and somebody traced the origin of that back to Vashon. So there's that. What? There's so no way. So tight. What? Tell us more. I would like to see that article because I have always thought and heard that hella is a California term. So did I. I don't remember this article happening, but somebody's got to still have a paper. So. Deeg, can you send us the article? Yes. And then she says, you're welcome for the email, Deeg. Which, you know what? Thank you. Yeah. Also, I love that you said you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so tight. Um, and then our last email is for, titled, First Time Emailer, Long-ish Time Listener. Love that. Hey, gals, I wanted to drop a line and say hi and let you know how much I've enjoyed listening to the podcast over the course of the last couple months or so. I moved to Seattle in May from Missoula, Montana to be with my boyfriend, and I have found it's been a bit of a struggle to make friends and find my tribe in this community. Yeah. 
I feel like Seattle is a very lush and vibrant place, though, and I've really enjoyed getting lost on solo excursions throughout the city. Listening to you guys while I'm running around Green Lake or taking the bus downtown has helped me feel less alone. Also, hearing about Carly's trip to Montana made my heart sore and also made me a little bit homesick. I'm not going to lie. Western Montana is truly a wonder to behold. Anyway, thanks guys again. Keep doing what you do, and maybe one day I'll pop into Bait Shop and say what up, since I already said hi and hey in this email. <laughs> uh, uh, thank you. Yeah. That's that cool. Really I love sweet. that. That's that's email. I'm, that's the kind of email I'm looking for you right know, there. You know, first of all, yes, Western Montana is truly a wonder to behold. I, it's one of my favorite places in the world. It's so beautiful. You are correct. Also, I, you know, a lot of people expect, that moving here is it's a really hard transition yeah and so i appreciate that as you are making that transition you are finding ways to make it feel good for you and like going on solo excursions um and and like finding routines that you want to do like uh, running around green lake like that you it's really tight and i'm yeah promise you when you you will find that tribe you will you will and in the meantime we are here. Yeah. Also, Bait Shop is a really great place for people to make friends. I'm just going to tell you that right now. Yep. A lot of people move to this city and say that our the bar that bar is like a place where they actually met people that they want to hang out with. So, yep. you know, and you don't have to drink to come hang out there. You can have a, an Arnold Palmer, some deviled eggs. Oh, I we mean, got great food. Yeah. I'm not going to make an assumption about if this listener is a is drinks or not. You yeah. Know? But... But uh, welcome. Also, yeah. well, welcome, welcome to the city. I, and, I, I really do hope that it finds you well. Yeah. And thank you for that really, really sweet yeah. email. Uh, so you guys have some work to do out there because three emails is the most we've gotten in one week. <laughs> and it and felt I'm great. looking to make it four next week. Um, I want four emails from new writers. Yeah. Not from my hack. Or else account. I'll stray. Oh, come on. Well, it worked last week, so <laughs> I figured we'd give it another shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're really on a roll. Um, reminder, we're going to be continuing our homework assignment. Please feel free to join in. I would love to hear if anybody has some cool uh, experiences with it. And uh, until next week. Yeah. You know? We'll just be... We'll be doing our goods. You keep doing your goods. Yeah. And we'll talk about it next Wednesday. Okay. Love you guys. I love you. Bye. Bye.